Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast, where anyone can submit a sketch. We have our friends read it on the fly. It's basically like open mic night for sketch comedy. Here to facilitate all these funny people. I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, we start things off with a husband with self-restraint, followed by a dude with friends in high places. Then we check in with some friends at dinner, followed by the White House after dark. With us today, Jimmy Eisenstein, Keely Anastasia, Keith Estrella, Christy, Lisa Weitzman. All right, y'all. Welcome to episode six. Here it is. Yay! Yay! We're still doing it. We're here. We're here. Here we are. Thanks for joining in, listeners. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, we're giving up romance for you. Because we love you so much. That's right. We love you. We love want you to all be our Valentines. You Will you yes be our no? Valentines? Yeah. yeah. Valentines. Yeah. <laughs> Check, mark it, and then seal it with a kiss. Whatever you're, whatever you're listening on, just write in the comments where you can rate the show. Yes or no, whether or not you'd like to be all of our Valentines. And then five stars would be super. Yes. We'll know what it means. That's what a good Valentine would do. <laughs> or five hearts today. Oh. Oh, that's true. Mm. All right. Well, let's just get things started today with our first sketch written by Lisa Weitzman. Entitled Not a Love Story. Gail will be played by Amy. Chuck will be played by Harrison. Waiter will be pay- played by Jimmy Eisenstein. A middle-aged couple is sitting at a nice restaurant. On the table are a candle, a bottle of wine, and two half-filled wine glasses. The man smiles and slides a small gift bag towards the woman. She smiles and slides a small wrapped box towards him. She peeks inside the bag. Her smile fades as she pulls out her gift. You bought me a lint brush? That's not much, but uh, you've always said you admired my self-restraint. What? Are you smiling, Gail? (laughs) I can't tell. Did I ever say that? Ever? I mean, I admire your self-restraint? When we were dating, you would say, Chuck, I really admire your self-restraint. When we were dating? That was 26 years ago. Today is our 25th anniversary and Valentine's Day. Oh, you definitely aren't smiling. Oh, dear. (laughs) Gail has started to (laughs) laugh and cry at the same time. Are Are you crying? Or snickering? I'm not familiar with this noise. She continues to make distressing noises. You've always been hard to read. I can't can't tell how you're feeling right now. Are you happy? Sad? Say something. You can't tell? She begins to chuckle. The chuckle gets louder and finally turns into a full-on manic laugh. Oh, oh thank God. Are you, you're, you're happy. I can tell now. I am so happy, Chuck. You've made me feel so loved and appreciated. Well, you are, of course. But honestly, now I'm a little confused again. She wipes her eyes, blows her nose, and gets some modicum of self-control back. How does self-restraint translate into such a shitty, not to mention cheap, anniversary present? It's inexpensive and very useful. Not eating an extra cookie is self-restraint. 
Not giving a deserving jerk the finger is self-restraint. Being nice to my mother is self-restraint. Okay. Uh, I see your point. You're right about this one. Uh, you won the self-restraint argument. <laughs> uh, so are you feeling triumphant? No! Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I got this. Uh, you're not feeling triumphant, and you are not happy? Correct. Okay. Uh, you feel mad? And? Insulted. And? Hurt. She nods. He is delighted that he, he finally has the correct answer. All right. You're on a roll. Keep going. You're doing just great, Chuck. He's so excited he can hardly contain himself. You're devastated because you think I see you only as a roommate and not as a wife. Wow, I didn't. But sure, let's do this. Let's go deep. What else, Chuck? What else? What else? Hmm, let's see. Oh, gotta keep the ball rolling. I got it. Jumps out of his chair with glee. You feel humiliated and maybe even homicidal because I'm sleeping with your assistant, Annie. Oh, woohoo. Puts his hand up as though to high five, Gail. What? Oh, come on. Don't leave me hanging. High five, babe. She pushes her chair back and stands. She grabs the gift she intended to give him and puts it in her purse. Was that wrong? Do you not feel homicidal? Is that too strong? How about enraged? Gail? Gail, you're not, you're not making this easy. Gail gets her wrap and starts to walk out. Gail. People in the restaurant are all staring at him, waving his finger at all of them. You are all enraptured? The diners continue to stare, some with mouths agape. Curious. Still no words from the diners. Revolted? Some diners begin to shake their heads in disbelief. He interprets the head shakes as a no. No? Oh, come on! Help me out here, folks. Throw me a bone, for goodness sake. Waiter walks over. Will the wine be all then, sir? Oh, uh, no, uh, bring me a lobster, please. He sits and tucks the cloth napkin in his collar. Thank you, thank you, readers. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. Uh, you want to talk about the writing process or the game? <laughs> sure. When I first started writing, I thought the game was going to be all the weird noises that Gail was going to make, but then it just totally took a left turn and I realized, well, I, I thought, how, 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 how much can I heighten Gail making weird noises? I don't know. Um, so it, it just changed then. And I realized, oh, the game is actually Chuck not understanding, not being able to read the, the cues of his wife. Um, and he's obviously kind of a jerk and, um, yeah, that's, Oh, yeah, so I really love this sketch. Oh. It was a lot of fun to play, so thank you for giving me that part. I my pleasure. Love uh this like trying to guess the emotions thing. Um I would love it either way at some point if Chuck said out loud early like I'm great at guessing how people are feeling or like I can always tell how people are feeling or like I'm working on it or I am bad at it. Okay. Any, any mm -hmm. sort of connection to that, I think, would be okay. really helpful early on. The visual setup before we start hearing dialogue is like beautiful. Um, I could see like just like nice like noises of people talking in the background and like wine pouring and like an atmosphere, 
and gifts exchanged. I think that's really lovely. Good. Yeah. Along those lines, I wanted to say, I love how you just start in with like, here is the shitty gift. We are just starting right where the action is, right where we care mm-hmm. about like, <laughs> it's a lint brush. It's shitty. There's no, there's no other way to interpret that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear more uh, crappy gifts. Okay. Maybe that Chuck's given in the past. In the past. Okay. Um, just like other examples. Cause lint brush is such a good specific. It's mm-hmm. really, really good. And if in some other ways, those other examples could similarly have nothing to do with self-restraint. <laughs> okay. But if Chuck's like, yeah, self-restraint. Okay. Uh, yeah. But those are, those are my other notes. I think this is so fun. What's everybody else think? I like how, um, how it sort of gotten, got heightened when he was playing the emotional guessing game with the other restaurant diners too. Okay. Um, and like, and it makes me think like, oh, like maybe that can be played in other contexts. Like what if you like, tried to do that at like a job interview or something like what would that look like um just like in general trying to explicitly guess people's social cues in that format rather than like <laughs> kind of taking hints yeah like out loud instead of just internalizing like oh i feel like she's mad like just saying it out loud i feel like you're disgusted mm-hmm. i like that externalization okay. of it even like a full re-describing of what the person did Oh yeah, you like kind of put your hand up to your face and like you you like looked up for a little bit and then you looked back at me like what is that? Okay, okay. Before he guesses, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, or like this, um, the waiter walks up. He's just like, okay, uh, you're a waiter. You're in a restaurant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably uh, you got a bottle of wine in your hand. Trying to like seriously deduce it is very funny. Yeah. I like to with Harrison's suggestion, if he's if he's specifically saying like you put your hand this way, you did this and that. That way you could in- introduce like like that last time you made that motion with your hand, this specific thing happened and you felt this specific way, mm. you know, like connecting it with the history with like, I remember that three and a half years ago at the beach, you put your hand in, your, in front of your eye like that and you were not happy because I got put vinegar on your french fries. You oh, know? yeah. Just like gotcha. something like very specific. Yeah. There's something very funny about the person who is doing this exercise having a really incredible memory, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, like, point that out. Yeah, like, I was going to say that about the, um, like, why all of a sudden after, like, this is their 25th wedding anniversary. Like, so why all of a sudden is he, like, performing these acts of self-restraint? But I think, you know, if he has just this spontaneous memory, um, mm-hmm. like Harrison mm-hmm. just said, like, oh, I just remember yesterday while I was mowing the lawn, all of a sudden that you used to love my self-restraint. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. 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 Because I, after, you know, I was reading for the third or fourth time. I was like, she's got to know after 25 years that he's got issues. <laughs> that he's. I'm not familiar with this noise. Thank you. Thank you for reading, guys. Thank you for Good stuff. So for the next sketch, number two, we have a new writer. Yay! New writer alert. That's me. So the next sketch is called Kind of a Big Deal by... Jimmy Eisenstein. Pat will be played by... Harris. Michelle will be played by... Christy. The automated voice you'll hear will be... Jimmy Eisenstein. And the operator will be played by... Keith Estrella. Interior apartment living room, late afternoon. Pat is sitting in an armchair looking at his phone... His roommate, Michelle, comes in wearing her work clothes with a small stack of mail in her hand. Oh, hey, Michelle. How's work? Not bad. The usual day. Michelle sits on the couch and starts sorting the mail on the coffee table. 
Pat continues looking at his phone. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Jeff Bezos just sent me an email. Really? What would he be emailing you about? Oh, uh, he says the package I ordered has been shipped and it's on its way. Um, I, I don't think that's from Jeff Bezos. That's just from Amazon. No, 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 no. You misunderstood. Uh, you see, Jeff Bezos is the CEO of Amazon. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't... Like, that, he owns and runs the company. <laughs> I know what a CEO is. I, I'm saying they send those emails automatically. Jeff Bezos didn't personally write it. Pat stares off into space while Michelle talks. Oh, what was that? <sighs> Sorry. I was distracted by the thought that Jeff Bezos took the time out of his busy day to write to me. <sighs> Look, he even said, we hope to see you again. <sighs> what a considerate man. Let me see that. Look. The email address is literally autoconfirm at amazon.com. It is an automatic message they send to everyone. Pat thinks for a moment, then his expression changes as though he realized something. Oh, <laughs> I see what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Sorry to burst your bubble. I just didn't want you thinking. You're jealous. You wish that someone as important as Jeff Bezos would contact you. So you can accept that he would even send me one email. That's absolutely not. <sighs> Never mind. Whatever. Here, you got some mail. Michelle hands Pat a few envelopes. That's right. Change the subject. Deflect the topic. <laughs> Classic denial behavior. <laughs> Michelle gives Pat a look of perplexion and annoyance. Pat looks through his mail. A bill, a bank statement. Oh, oh, what's this? Pat opens the envelope. Oh, a letter from a senator? <laughs> um, I don't think. Dear Patrick Gamber, it is my pleasure to welcome you as a newly registered voter in District 14 of Union County. Your voter registration is valid. <laughs> For the upcoming... Okay, they definitely send those to everyone. The senator didn't personally write to you just to say that. Yes, he did. There's his signature and everything. See? Pat holds up the letter, at the bottom of which is an obviously pre-printed copy of the signature. That signature is obviously photocopied. You're a chump. A total sucker. But would a sucker receive a letter from a senator? A sucker would believe that the letter is genuinely from the senator himself. Yes. All right. If you say so. Miss doesn't have a letter from a senator. Actually, they send those to everyone who registers to vote. I got the exact same letter last month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's your letter then? I threw it out because, again, the senator does not actually write and send them. <laughs> right. You got a letter from one of the most influential people in the state, and you threw it away. <laughs> you don't have to lie to me. Is it so hard for you to muster the humility to admit that a well-known person might just want to contact me? This isn't about my humility. I don't really care about the important people who do or don't want to contact you. I just want you to know what's actually happening to you. So you don't make misinformed decisions. Misinformed? 
A letter from the senator is right here in my hands. <laughs> An email from Jeff Bezos is in my inbox. You're ignoring the evidence right in front of your face. <laughs> How long are you going to keep living in delusion for? <laughs> I'm living in delusion? Okay. <laughs> I don't have time to deal with your petty drama. I have more important people to talk to. Pat walks out of the room. Fade out. Fade in. Interior, apartment, bedroom, different day. Pat is sitting on the bed, on the phone. Hold music is playing. Automated voice. Thank you for holding. A representative will be with you shortly. Your call is very important to us. The hold music stops and an operator answers the phone. Hello, Amazon customer service. Uh, how can I help you today? Uh, yes, I'd like to speak with Jeff Bezos, please. Uh, Jeff Bezos? The CEO? Yeah. The zipper on the backpack I ordered broke, and I'm wondering if he knows how to fix it. Uh, Jeff Bezos doesn't have the time for that. If you want to return it, I can walk you through the return process on the website if you'd like. No, no, no. It, it's cool. Jeff Bezos and I are tight. Uh, we've been emailing a bit. Oh, can I just speak to him real quick? I'm sorry. I can't do that. There isn't exactly a phone line to the CEO I can route you to. Look, then this is the number that Jeff put in his email to me. If I had any questions for him, I, I can even read it to you. It says, hello, Pat. Thank you for shopping with us. You will receive a confirmation email when your items ship. Yeah, that's the standard email we sent. Uh, is there anything else I can help you with? Just let me talk to him, please. Okay, I'm hanging up now. Have a nice day. I thought this call was important to you. Be warned, the senator will be hearing about this. Cut to black <laughs> as Pat hears the click of a phone hanging up. Oh, Yeah, you really till the comic ground here. Uh, like you go full tilt on this perspective uh, and have a lot of fun with it. You want to talk about the writing process or the game? Yeah, the writing process is pretty funny it's um it started um when i got a letter from the senator uh, much like this one the kind of standard one they send everybody and i pretended to um actually think it was real um to my friends and uh my one friend you know kind of riffing with me called me a sucker and i said would a sucker get a letter from a senator and then um my friend my other friend who witnessed this pointed out that it's really funny because the evidence that he's using to say I'm a sucker is the same evidence I'm using to say that I'm not like this letter yeah. <laughs> um, proves it proves that I am to him and proves that I'm not to me. And um, so I kind of wrote the script around that. And for a while I was like, okay, what else fits into this? And then uh, my uncle made the joke, like uh, he was like, Hey, Jeff Bezos just sent me an email. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. He told me the package I ordered is on its way. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like that totally fits into it. So, just kind of, um, yeah, hearing these jokes from the people I know and uh, riffing with people, I kind of put this together. Um, and then, I don't know, I, I felt like to make it more interesting, I wanted to add the um, seeing the other person as jealous. And that's why <laughs> that's why they think I'm wrong, you know? That's um, really good. Yeah. Uh, that, like, that's just the good justification to play with. Um, I, like this has incredible second beat potential as far as like an improv scene goes. I feel like you could even do runners with this Pat character like in different sketches. Like I would love to see Pat like showing up to like a 
like an international gaming competition and being like, yeah, so I got this controller and it says I'm like the ultimate gamer. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, just here to sign up. It, it kind of reminds me of um, like the participation awards that kids get in school and they, they bring them home and they're real proud. Oh, <laughs> which yeah. is wonderful when you're in elementary school. Um, yeah. I love the last line. The senator will be hearing about this is just like yeah. bring that back and like he's Pat Pat is true to his beliefs to the end. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Yeah, you do something really interesting in this Jimmy where you um have this like great first beat and then you do an analogous beat off of that same game with the letter from the senator and then you bring it back with um almost like a like time jump type situation um with the like heightening move of the him calling the amazon customer service um and then bringing it all back together all of those kind of different things that you're doing in the end so i thought that was really fun and something we don't see too often or at least i haven't in sketch yeah i was wondering what what you guys would think about um because like he the one of the justifications he did to his roommate was like you know seeing seeing her as jealous like I was considering doing playing with that in the conversation with the phone operator, but I'm like, well, they don't know each other. That might like be a kind of entirely different dimension of the game that I don't know, might distract from the actual pattern, but it also might be funny. Like I think that, that gels perfectly. Um, yeah. Cause like that operator, uh, like Pat could say, Oh, you're just jealous. Cause you're bottom of the food chain at Amazon, you know, and I know the CEO. <laughs> Right, right. I think since they don't know each other, there's a good opportunity to not use jealousy, but use like suspicion. Like, are you even supposed to be answering Jeff Bezos's phone? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to email Jeff and let him know yeah. someone's in there. Uh, and then yeah, the right. operator being like, sir, we record these for quality assurance. Like, please don't oh. do this to me. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like using that, that operator language lingo in there, too. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing and I love how it ends, but I'm having like a little um, fantasy ending of Michelle um, and to kind of jump around, jump ahead to a, uh, two sketches from now. Uh, Michelle, like at a black tie event with Joe Biden and him saying, like, weren't you going to bring your roommate? She's like, yeah, just a long story. Oh, yeah. I feel like that could be a really solid resting move, too, if you like let Michelle get caught up and be like, I do know important. Ba- Why am I arguing about this? I have more important people to talk to. So much fun. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was really fun to hear. All right. Our third sketch tonight is titled Not a Date by Christy. Ben will be played by Keith Estrella. Tim will be played by Harrison. Young waitress will be played by Keely Anastasia. Male waiter will be played by Jimmy Eisenstein. Split screen. Two 30-something men are talking to each other on their cell phones. Ben, a good-looking, albeit nerdy guy, is wearing horn-rimmed glasses and a bow tie. He's the kind of guy you picture wearing a bow tie every day. Tim, a boyishly cute adorably sweet-faced everyman is wearing a simple white polo shirt and stylish jeans. So I'm not, I'm sure you're not surprised that I cut my trip around the world short by eight months, given the special bond we share. Uh, Tim is stunned silent, then stumbles through his words. Uh, um, uh, no, no, I mean, oh, we shared a couple of kisses. 
it was an okay night. I, uh, this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, you should know that. I, um, he looks around the room frantically, eyes wild as he almost visibly decides to lie. I have a boyfriend now, Ben. <sighs> yeah. I have a boyfriend. Uh, so this, this meetup would just, they'd just be just, just as friends. Understand? Just as friends? Just as friends. Okay, got it. So, well, what's your schedule like this week? Uh, do you happen to be free Saturday? Sure, yeah. Uh, Saturday's okay. Really? Must not be very serious if you're free on Valentine's Day. Ben, um... Well, he's out of town. We celebrated early. Anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> Saturday or whatever. Excellent. I'll, I'll take care of everything. You just worry about making yourself pretty. Ben, um, this is not a date. Okay, just, just tell me where to meet you. you know, whatever. Scene fades out. We open to the front of a two-story Chipotle restaurant nestled in a small city. Tim is walking in the front door. Tim looks around the empty and dimly lit first floor of the popular restaurant. A young woman, part of the waitstaff, peers her head around the corner, sees Tim, and lets out a gasp of surprise as if an A-list movie star just showed up at the restaurant. Oh, oh my, oh my, are you Tim? I mean, I mean, Mr. Tim. No, I mean, Tim Brown? Yes. Suddenly, 10 members of the waitstaff have gathered hurriedly in the brief time this interchange took place. They start fussing over him, ushering him quickly up the stairs to a second floor private dining room flanked by windows, looking out on the non-picturesque side of brick buildings. Ben is wearing a tux, his one leg bent and resting on the low windowsill, <laughs> his elbow resting on his knee. He holds his horn-rimmed glasses in his hand near his face with one earpiece in his mouth as he gazes pretentiously out the window with a very artificial, posed, wistful look in his eyes. He pretends to be startled by Tim's entrance. Oh, hey. Oh, glad you found the place. Please, come over. Make yourself comfortable. He pulls out a chair for Tim. Tim's chair backs against a wall. Tim looks around the room and takes in for the first time that it is exclusively lit by candles that cover every table, every horizontal surface. The floor has rose petals scattered throughout. Ben, really? This is too much. Not a date, remember? Oh, this, oh, this is not romantic. Just relax. No pressure. Okay. So I took the liberty uh, of ordering some appetizers for us. Ben, you're making this into something. It's... Shh. Don't worry, you're pretty little. <laughs> this is not romantic. I don't know. Tim's words are interrupted by the arrival of the full weight staff, 10 different appetizers, and two bottles of wine then ordered for Tim to choose from. Mr. Brown, your partner has chosen only the finest foods and wine for you to partake of tonight. Only fitting to celebrate your love. No. <laughs> Is that what you he told you? Ben. <laughs> You're freaking me out here. Ben faces the wait staff, makes big eyes to gesture that they tone it down. No, the, there was some misunderstanding. Remember, I mentioned that we are here on a casual get together. We are just friends. Ben winks and then double winks. The wait staff is clearly confused and flustered. They leave the food and drink and hurry away awkwardly, whispering confusedly to each other as they do. Ben 
turns back to Tim, unashamed, and just as blatantly forward. He reaches his hand out to caress Tim's cheek. Tim's head is once again pressed against the exposed brick wall with no space to get away. I'm very uncomfortable. Ben retracts his hand, but he is still unashamed and persists in his wooing. I picked up a little souvenir for you in Morocco. No, Ben, come on. Get real. Ben slides a jewelry box over to Tim's side of the table. Okay, I'm drawing a line. No, (sighs) this is clearly over the line. He slides the box back over to Ben. Whatever. Can't a friend just get a friend a gold bracelet when he wants to? No. No. Well, anyway, here comes our dinner. (laughs) I had them prepare something special. No dinner off the menu for my special someone. Tim looks completely worn out, irritated, but mostly disgusted. His eyes look tired, even a little watery. He doesn't even say anything at first. Then under his breath to himself, he mutters, I know, not romantic. (laughs) He rolls his eyes at the ridiculousness of his own words. Exactly. The two men proceed to eat their dinner without any conversation. Tim is just getting through the meal, not enjoying it, probably barely tasting it, as he fantasizes about the meal being over. Ben is beaming cockily at Tim throughout the whole meal, assured that he is knocking this thing out of the park. They sit for just a moment more in one-sided, awkward silence before the waitstaff reappears. This time, three staff members hold up a four-foot-across, heart-shaped box of chocolates. On the velvety lid, it is embroidered Tim and Ben, with tiny hearts encircling the names. Tim shoots daggers with his eyes at Ben. Ben tears the lid off and stuffs seven pieces of chocolate in his mouth, dropping more pieces on the floor in his haste. Finally, unable to outrun his ruse, he nevertheless doubles down and screams loudly, but garbled to the, due to the chocolate filling his mouth. Not again! This is not romantic! <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, the sting of love. Mm. Unrequited. Ooh. Yeah. This is so fun, Chris. Do you want to talk about the writing process of the game? Sure. Um, it kind of wrote itself. This basically is a date that my brother went on. Oh. <laughs> Which one was he? Let me guess. Tim? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, he wouldn't be talking about it, I guess. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So good. Uh, almost only difference is that it was at a uh, a chain sushi restaurant and it was in New York City. And probably the the view out the window would have been nicer. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> and there was a brick wall behind my brother's head. Oh, um, my God. And pretty much everything was the same. Oh, yeah. boy. Wow. Yeah. I love oh, the brother. discomfort. You've, he's, you've clearly described the whole discomfort of the situation. We can all feel that for poor Tim. <laughs> yeah, I definitely felt secondhand discomfort. And I was, Christy, I think this is like, uh, there's something really, there's something we've all encountered to a degree here. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> connect to this. Something I think you could do is move the whole thing into the restaurant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I think the context on the phone is important, but I think we could hear all that context, like during the conversation, yeah. uh, like partway through, we could just hear you said on the phone, like not a date. Yes. And then, yeah. My favorite thing about this, what I really like is Ben 
lying. This, yeah, what this is just how I treat my friend. This is not romantic at all. Just a little it's wine and chocolate. This is, uh, and I think you could do that to. I think a you could let Tim believe that a little bit more. Oh, like just everyone's yeah. trying to be like, okay, like yeah, you just you do seem super friendly. That's um, true. Yeah, that would be good. And then I think the like this could heighten to one of the waiters coming out with like two rings and oh. then being like, I do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and efficient. Yeah. And coming along. And there's something just awful about the unwanted face touching. Um yeah. I had a friend that went on a similar date where the guy literally like really reached far across the table to touch her face. Oh man. And then like she's not a touchy feely person. So he tried to do it again. And she literally like smacked his hand down and was like, What are you doing? Like, why can't you pick up on this? And I just love that. Mm-hmm. Um I also love that it's in a fancy Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> one is hilarious too yeah. I just can't imagine it exists but it also then throws Tim off of the scent of like this is not romantic because it's just at a Chipotle like we're just gonna some good guacamole like no big deal so I really liked that detail yeah. I would uh, with the thing you just mentioned Amy I would love to see the uh, the physicality of Ben reaching out and Tim just like recoiling Banging you know, his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like seeing that on like a stage mm-hmm. or something would be, I, I think, perfect. It's such uh, a strong. And I feel like you have this moment, too, where it's like, no, 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 don't. Yeah. Like, I'm not into this. This is not. But I also think there's something to speak to there, too, because it's such a weird moment. Like, I think Tim could just be like, are you touching my face at dinner? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, cause it's crazy. Like, Nobody touches anybody's friends, face at dinner. Do friends like, touch each other's yeah. faces? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear him say that too. I was like, this is like teaching him. Like, this is not what friends do, Ben. This is, this is not friends. <laughs> yeah. Please do you touch your other friends' faces at dinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, all of them. And he has to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to then see him like go to touch the waiter's face and... Must not be very serious if you're free on Valentine's Day. Great job, Christy. Thanks for bringing it. Yay, yeah. okay, thank you, Thanks. Christy. Thanks, and our final sketch of this evening is titled Good Old Joe, and it is written by Amy. Playing Kamala is Keely Anastasia. Joe will be played by Jimmy Eisenstein. And Barack will be played by Keith Estrella. Scene one, exterior White House evening as an establishing shot. Scene two, interior luxurious White House bedroom night. Everything is pristine in the vice presidential bedroom suite as Kamala Harris walks into the room, pulling a small suitcase behind her. She looks around, taking it all in, as it is clearly her first night there, and she takes a moment to grasp the importance of this moment and all she overcame to get there. And here we are. Finally. Kamala walks over to the bed and sits down. As she takes off her heels, she hears a strange noise coming from the bedside table. She opens the drawer, and what sounds like Morse code gets louder. She pulls out a walkie-talkie. What the hell is this? She pushes the button on the side. Hello? Kamala? Hello? Joe? Is that you? Kamala! Hey, Kamala! It's me, Joe. Joe Biden. Over. (laughs) 
Yeah, Joe, I I know it's you. What are you doing? Did you leave a walkie-talkie in my room? Kamala, no, well, yes. See, I got these cool walkie-talkies for me and Barack, Barack Obama. He said that he lost his, but guess what, Kamala? I found it in his old room here, buried under a bunch of books. Over. Well, I guess Donald wouldn't have looked there. Kamala inspects the walkie-talkie and shows that it says Joe in big bubble letters with stickers all over it. Oh, man, this is so cool, Kamala. Obama never used these. I'm so excited they still work and that you have yours. Over. Kamala rolls her eyes and looks defeated. Well, Joe, it's been a pretty long day. What with the inauguration and all. Kamala, did you know that you can get room service at any hour of the day or night? I mean, I assumed. Kamala. They they have even they even have sugary cereals. <laughs> oh, Kamala, I almost forgot. If you ask the staff for more blankets, you can build a real sweet fort. Over. Cut to Joe's room where we where we see he's got the walkie-talkie and a flashlight under the blanket fort he's made in his bed. You can see that his walkie-talkie is even more bedazzled than the other one and says Obama in sparkly diamond stickers. <laughs> That's really good to know, Joe. But listen, I'm going to get some sleep now. Big day tomorrow, boss. Oh, yeah, Kamala. That makes sense. Gee, I'm so excited to have you on my team, Kamala. This is going to be great. Obama never used to do this. Over. Oh, thanks, Joe. I am truly glad to be here, too. We've worked hard to get here, and our work has only just begun. Tomorrow we'll... Oh, Kamala, one more thing. Did I tell you about (laughs) about the sugary cereals? Over. Kamala sighs. Yes, Joe, you did. Lucky Charms and Fruit Loops. Over. Okay, Joe. Thanks. Good night. Uh, okay, Kamala. Before he can say anything else, Kamala quickly turns off the walkie-talkie and shoves it back into the bedside table and closes the drawer. She sighs and relaxes. Suddenly, the, her, her phone rings. She has a not-again look on her face and pulls the phone from her jacket pocket, answering with a reluctant hello. Uh, Miss Harris? Barack Obama here. I just wanted to welcome you to the White House and say that uh, I hope you have a comfortable and productive stay there. Well, thank you, Mr. President. I am humbled by the experience so far. And just then, the Morse code sound comes back from again from the bedside table. I take it Joe found the walkie-talkies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love the energy of this. Uh, you want to talk about the writing process? Um, yeah. So I am not a political person, nor am I allowed to be. Um, but I just remember on inauguration, I just kind of thinking about the, like what it would be like to walk into the white house for the first time. And then also what it would be like to walk into the white house again, as you know, former vice president, now president and just the, um, just you know, the reverie and the, I don't know, taking a moment to just take that, reflect in on all that. But then I thought how adorable Joe Biden is in this. I wanted to just like capture that like excitement of a child in getting back into the old White House again. You know, I have no idea how accurate to his personality this is. I wanted it to be not political, but just fun and lighthearted. Yeah, I think you nailed that. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. lighthearted, very fun. Um, I love over in this context mm-hmm. so much. That is like mm-hmm. such a fun yes. thing. Yeah. Jimmy, great job. Uh, Kaylee, great job. Everybody in the sketch did a great mm-hmm. job reading. 
I would like love to hear Joe push Kamala to say over like we're on walkies, Kamala. Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I was thinking. Um, that. Yeah, I wasn't sure how the over would work or not, but here I needed to hear it. I liked I liked how it yeah. sounded. So and then my only other thought to like infuse some more childish wonder into this is like if Joe and maybe it doesn't have to even come out right away. But if Joe has a plan, whatever is in Joe's head when he picks up the walkie talkie and starts talking to Kamala, like, what does Joe want from this? Does he want to eat those sugary cereals while they talk on the walkies? I would like love to eventually get to like, look, you order the sugary cereal. I'll order the sugary cereal. You get a bunch of blankets. We'll sit in our forts. And if you ask, you can use a serving spoon as just a regular spoon. <laughs> <laughs> You can get any size bowl you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you could you could tie that to like his past, um, his past in the White House as well. It's like maybe he's just like remembering stuff that he would do with with uh, Barack. Obviously, it wasn't walkie talkies. Yeah, right. There was um, maybe there could be one more reference to like doing stuff together, things that he wanted to do with Barack, but mm. Barack didn't want yeah. to. Like, I hope we can do blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's good. I always wanted to do that when I was vice president. Do you um, want a skateboard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it also makes me wonder about, like, how this version of Joe Biden would act in other contexts as president. Like, you know, how would he behave in, like, Oval Office meetings or... Mm -hmm. um, I bet like, there'd be a whoopee cushion somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see, like, Kamala being, like, during the meeting, being like, Joe, sit still. Putting her hand on his shoulder. Don't put your shirt in your mouth. Maybe part of that was from like the Saturday Night Live versions of their characters is where Kamala was always the motherly figure. Like, OK, Joe, you know, maybe that creeped mm. into my my brain a little bit. But yeah, so much you could do with these two. That's a fun thought dynamic. I mm -hmm. love the line when um, Joe's explaining the walkie-talkies and he says, um, I got these cool walkie-talkies for me and Barack, Barack Obama. Like yeah. this aside of like, yeah. he needs to like yeah. clarify. And now that she's like the new kid on the block here in the White right. House, he wants to like clue her into all these like fun little like not so secret secrets. <laughs> yeah, just obvious things. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I don't, is there? Could you throw in a Roger somewhere? You got the over. Where do where do, where do you say Roger? Oh, that's like yes, oh yeah, like right? when she says yeah, it is. Maybe when she says um about like all right, well, it's time to go to bed. He could say Roger, Roger that Kamala. <laughs> I'd love for Joe to like correct her and be like be like no, that would be a great opportunity for you to say Roger. Like, <laughs> 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 okay, I get that. No copy. <laughs> <laughs> If you look at the bottom drawer of the bedside table, there is a spreadsheet that says all the lingo and what it means. <laughs> Special walkie-talkie nicknames, like yeah. one of them's Eagle to like... Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know, it, it just reminds me of being like a little kid and like playing spy and like you could be like, uh, there's there's a, a secret, uh, it's written in invisible ink in the top drawer, just run it under a flame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a decoder ring. Yeah. Yeah, he like leaves puzzles throughout the bedroom and all sorts of weird places. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> now to solve this, you gotta put it in front of a mirror because it's backwards. Joe <laughs> <laughs> you know, just watched National Treasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turned her room into an escape room and she has to like solve the puzzles <laughs> 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 first meeting. <laughs> 
Did I sign the bill? Why don't you find out by following these clues? <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to see um Major make an appearance. Oh, well. those poppers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> I tied a camera to Major. He's on his way over. Oh yeah, this is a talking camera. Lucky charms and fruit loops. All right, that's all for us tonight. Thank you to all the writers, actors, and to the Jeff Powers for that wonderful intro music. And most especially, thank you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show with money, you can always check out patreon.com slash sketchy sketchpod so we don't have to get advertisers. And if you'd like to submit a sketch, email it to us, sketchy sketchpod at gmail.com. You could get your sketch on the show. Or if you want to support the show, but writing or acting isn't your thing, send us a little song to use as a drop or a picture you drew inspired by the show. We'll make it a sticker or post it on our socials. Also, these fine writers put their mental energy and love into these sketches, so please don't use their ideas unless, as Harrison said, you're inspired so we can create a sticker with some artwork or some beautiful little songs. And if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Give us five stars. Hire a plane and do some skywriting. Until next week. We love you, fine folks. Goodbye. Oh, we love you. You're so sweet. You're so great. Thank you. I love you. Sleep tight. We love you. I'm tucking you in virtually. There's a little kiss on the forehead.